What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty Channel. My name is TJ McClelland, and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my bedroom. So this is some excellent time for you guys to see what my bed looks like. <laughs> I don't know if my wife's going to be too happy about that, but that's uh, another story for that. Anyway, the reason why we're here in my bedroom and on the floor is because I am going to take you through my stretching routine, which I started in January. It is a pretty extensive routine, so if you're listening to this as a podcast, I'm going to actually try to talk through the entire stretching routine with a lot of descriptive words about how to stretch that way. And hopefully you guys learn something about stretching well, I'm not a guru about stretching. I won't, I won't claim to be. What I do claim is that I'm going to show you exactly what I have been doing since January 1st. And I've actually gotten a lot of great success out of it. And even uh, with that success, my instructor has really noticed, my karate instructor has really noticed that I am becoming more and more flexible. So I'm super excited to show you guys. First things first, I want to show you my toes so that y'all don't make fun of me. I do have ruby red toes right now. I do get pedicures every now and then. I love hanging out with whoever's taking me to get pedicures. Right now, the person that I love going with is Misha Swan with Eagle Gate Title. We just go out, we have a good time, and we get some super colorful nails, and I just jived about that, so it's super fun. Okay, so hopefully you guys can hear me. Hopefully I will stay in frame most of the time. If I get out of frame, I apologize. It's hard for me to see what's on the screen. So I'll do my best and we'll see how it goes. Okay, so first I do a warm up of 50 jumping jacks. So let's get started. And I probably won't be in the frame for this because I want the more of the floor. So just watch my feet, I guess. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Oh yeah. So I love warming up with jumping jacks. Before I warm up to lift, uh, me and my boy do 50 jumping jacks as well. One day I'll take you through my workout routine or my lifting routine. As you can tell, I have to look over to the side. I still have it written down. I did those a little faster than normal, so I guess maybe the adrenaline's pumping while the camera's watching. But I do those 50 warm-up jumping jacks, and then we do holding our leg out to the side. And you, you might not be able to see this one, so hopefully you guys can. If not, I'm going to talk you through it. So I hold on to a desk or a cabinet, and then I hold out my leg in front, and I do some circles. I just try to get limbered up, and then I do some reverse circles, and I do um, this for... Usually a count of 10. I'm just going to do this pretty quick so we can get through the stretches. I also do it to the side, both directions. That was bad. <laughs> I was falling over. So real quick, I do both sides, both directions. I apologize if you can't see that, so sorry about that. Okay, then I do some front leg swings, which is kind of the same thing. Where I was holding my leg out in front of me, I'm just going to swing it back and forth, trying to get limbered up. 
but I don't want to try to get injured, so I don't try to throw it really high. I also do it to the side, like that. Same thing here, to the side, to the front, and to the rear. So I love doing the swings. It's really good about getting warmed up. <clears throat> so I love getting warmed up that way. All right, now we're gonna do feet slightly more than shoulder width apart, and we're gonna do a little bend over. So hopefully you guys can see this in frame. About shoulder width apart, a little more, just bend over. You can tell I'm not warmed up yet because I can't even touch the floor. Um, and sometimes I do a count of 10, sometimes I do a count of 25, and sometimes I do like a bounce of 25. And I know that a lot of people don't say, or they say don't bounce because you can get injured. I feel like a little light bounce has helped me achieve some of the plateaus or get over the plateaus that I've had in the past. And so I kind of like a little bounce sometimes. I'm not doing it all the time, but just sometimes. All right, so we're pretty warmed up there. During that one, we also will clasp our hands behind our back and try to raise up. You can see I have almost no shoulder mobility, but I am working on it. I used to not even be able to get my hands off my back, so that's kind of nice. All right, next we're gonna do some side lunges. So for side lunges, I like to be pretty spread out, and then to the side, to the side. Sometimes I like to try to be up taller. Sometimes I like to be as bent over as possible to try to really get that deep stretch. So that is up to you for the side lunge. I just really try to go until I feel it. Sometimes if my knee is really hurting or I just am not feeling like I want to stretch, then I just go to side to side a little bit to continue to loosen up and uh, limber up the pelvis. Okay, next we're going to do a butterfly stretch, one of my faves. We do this in karate all the time. So butterfly stretch, feet together. I like to hold my feet for the first little bit and kind of bounce my knees up and down. I try to pull my feet in pretty close. I know people that can pull their feet in entirely. I cannot do that. <laughs> for everybody else, if you're doing a butterfly stretch, you're putting your feet together in front of you. You're holding your ankles and pushing your legs down. And if you need to look up what butterfly stretch looks like for a diagram, go ahead and do that. Next, we're gonna do an Indian sit or crisscross applesauce if you got taught it that way. For a lot of people, sitting crisscross applesauce is not a stretch. For me, if I'm leaning over and pushing my knees down during the Indian cross sit, or um, whatever I call it, Indian sit, if I'm pushing my knees down, I can really feel it as a stretch. So if you are not mobile like I am and everything is tight, then this may actually feel like a stretch. I like to do one foot under in a direction, and then after I stretch a little bit, I switch feet about which one is underneath, and then I push my knees down as much as possible. All right, after we do that one, we're gonna do a seated straddle leaning over, uh, leaning over the middle. So if you're trying to do a straddle splits, just picture your feet apart and you're still seated on the ground. And then I'm gonna just reach forward as far as possible. And this is another one that I like to bounce in because it feels like I can't really hold it out there. So let's do maybe a count of 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Excellent. Sometimes I have days where I have a timer that's like a 40 second timer and each one of these stretches, I will do a 40 second block 
there are days where I want to do it a little bit more effectively or a longer stretch so that I can really elongate the, the tissue. And if I do that and I have more free time, then I will set up like a 60 second timer. And that really helps me get into the stretches. But as you can tell, by the time we get to the end of this stretching session, there are a ton of stretches. So if you're doing each stretch for a, a minute, then you're probably going to stretch for just shy of an hour. And so sometimes you just don't have the time frame to do something like that. Okay, now that we've done the middle, we're going to stay in this seated straddle stretch and we're going to lean over to each side. So I really try to keep one of my arms up and you can tell this is one of my least flexible areas. And we try to reach over our leg and a little bit of bouncing for me. You're going to just try to stretch and hold, just pick a, pick a point and do that. So for everybody listening, we're, we're leaning over and we're stretching over our leg and we're trying to keep our to torso from turning down. We want to stay turned sideways. Okay, now that we've done over each leg, we're going to try to do the middle splits. Most of the time when I do middle splits, I like to have socks on. Right now, before I get warmed up, this is about all the middle splits I can do, so I apologize for on camera. Um, sometimes I can do way more. I like to try to have my feet pointed forward. I know a lot of people, if you're more flexible and you can open up your hips more, your toes will point out. Mine do not do that. <laughs> so this is kind of a stretch that if you're like me and you have no mobility in your pelvis area, this one's going to be really, really super hard. And like me, I haven't stretched an ounce in my whole life except for starting in January. Actually, I take that back. I've done a little bit more in karate but I haven't taken it seriously until the start of this year. All right, that's good for the middle splits. Oh yeah, that's getting it. All right, now we're gonna do the pigeon stretch, which looks like this. You're gonna place one leg underneath you, kind of in a T shape, and one leg in, in back of you, pointed out straight. So if you're listening to this, this is one of those times where you just wanna look up a diagram for a pigeon stretch. And then it depends on what I wanna do. If I'm up tall, there's a certain stretch that I can feel down my right leg. And then sometimes I'll want to lean into it and kind of lay down. And that kind of stretches it in a different way. And I might take my five count or six or 10, or if you're on a minute timer, whatever. And then sometimes what I like to try to do after the pigeon stretch is pull up my leg that's in the back and try to reach around and grab my leg. As you can tell, I'm not as flexible as I want to be. And I reach back and grab my, my foot and kind of hold that for a second as well. Then let that go. That's the pigeon stretch. We're gonna do that once on the other side. Same thing, leg underneath you, one leg behind you. You can be up tall if you want, or like I said, come and weigh down and bring your, your head close to the ground it can provide you a much, much deeper stretch. And then as always, come back up. Oh man, I'm not flexible on this side. <laughs> try to reach back, I can't do it, so I'm just gonna to try to grab the middle of my foot and pull back for the pigeon stretch. This one kind of hits your quads more on the leg that you're pulling. All right, once we've done that, we're gonna do a seated feet forward fold. So you're sitting on the ground, you're pointing out your toes, either pointed or flexed up at you, and you're just gonna seated fold and try to touch your toes. I need to warm up a bunch more to touch my toes, but sometimes I can do this right here. And then, like I said, 10 seconds or maybe a 25 second bounce. I like bouncing, like I said, 
Whew. All right, once we've done the seated feet forward fold, we're gonna try single leg seated straddle, which is a, a different variant on the straddle that we were doing earlier. And that one looks like this. We go to the straddle and then we bring one foot in to touch our inner thigh as we reach out for our toes on that seated straddle on one leg. Now, if you're like me, sometimes you feel like you're gonna fall over on one side or the other. Just try to reach out and feel the most comfortable that you can and also maintaining your balance. And it is easier to touch your toes when you're doing a single leg straddle. So as you can see, if we go to the other side, I've got my left foot touching my inner thigh on my right leg and I reach out to my toes and hold that position for 10, 15 seconds, whatever. Oh, that feels good. I don't know if you guys are doing this along with me, but if you are, you're gonna feel like you've never stretched before if you've never tried this kind of stuff. Because when I first started this stretching, I realized how inflexible I was and it was just crazy. So now I'm getting better, but you can tell I'm still like a stiff brick. Okay, so up next is a uh, quad saddle over backwards stretch, which looks like this. You're gonna be on your knees, and a lot of people can't sit this way if they can't make their foot flat. We're gonna do two variants. So we're sitting on top of our legs, kind of in, in a, we're in a kneeling position. And then I try to go over backwards, and then I put my hands out to really get a deep front quad sweat, uh, stretch. I guess your quads are on your front, so that's another way to describe that. There are a lot of people that can stretch and go all the way to the floor. That is not me. I feel like my knees would break. <laughs> so this is about all I can get. Sometimes I can go down a little further than this, but it, it is a really deep stretch for the quads. After you come back up, maintain your bearing. If you were all the way on the floor, you might have to roll over and get back up. Then I like to get on my feet and try to turn the toes underneath your feet and really kind of push down to stretch out the underneath of your foot. So underneath your archway, really kind of let that stretch through. Plus this is a great stretch to kind of pull your big toe a little bit. And I know a lot of people try to point their toes all the time. So we have a ton of ease with flexing our toe into a pointed direction, but we, we don't really do a flex in reverse all the time with our toes. Okay, once we've done that, we're gonna do downward dog, which is a yoga move. Downward dog is on your your hands and on your feet in like a, a pyramid or a teepee holding in the middle, which I can't do the fold very, very good. What I like to try to do here is feel it all the way down my hamstrings and in my calves. And then to incorporate real good calf stretch, we shift our weight to one foot and place our other foot behind our ankle and really feel that deep, deep stretch through the calf. Whew. Man, if you're not feeling it yet, uh, I really am. Now, another piece of the calf that we need to stretch, we'll bend our knee of, of the leg that is still stretched out. So we bend that knee in a little bit and then try to really push back. And then you can feel the stretch in a different part of your calf. Ooh, yeah, that's good. All right, let's go to the other side. So we really do a calf stretch, deep calf stretch, placing that other foot behind our ankle and feeling that calf. Then we bend that knee and push back even further and feel a different stretch inside the calf muscle. Oh yeah. Man, I love downward dog. If you can't hold downward dog for a long time, um, then just use a wall to do more calf stretching. But it is a great way to get a little bit of strength 
balance and learn how to do that downward dog position to have good mental clarity over your body. All right, we're gonna do basic lunge stretch now. So we're gonna get into a lunge. I'm usually standing next to something holding me up. So right now we're gonna be in a lunge. I try to just lightly bounce through the lunge, feeling it in our quad, hip flexors, hamstrings, if your hamstrings are tighter than your hip flexor. So we do this basic lunge and then we do we rotate to the to our back leg and straighten our front leg and kind of do a, a intermediate pike with one leg out and really kind of lean over as best you can and let that hamstring and I usually feel this a lot in the back of my knee which uh, I guess it's a nerve that's right there so I'm trying to lengthen my nerves as well uh, once you've done that rotate forward and then you're still in a lunge position, but on this one, you can really try to push your pelvis down, almost like you're gonna push it towards the floor, and it will pull on your hamstring in a different way. And once you've done your count to 10 or a minute of time, which like I said, if you're doing a minute, the stretch session is gonna take an hour. Once you're in that basic lunge position, you're pushing your pelvis through the floor and you're finished doing that, you're gonna push out your leg, which I, I believe is called a lizard lunge, so you're gonna push out the knee that's in front of you to the side and really push down and try to get that rotation in your hip. Hopefully you can see it on this angle. If not, we're gonna to switch to the other side and you will be able to see it. All right, let's do basic lunge again. I'm holding onto the bed for balance. As you can tell, I'm still learning balance and discipline in my body, but this really helps you learn how to do that. Hold that lunge position if you need to. Bounce a little bit through the lunge, okay? Then rotate to your back leg or back foot. Straighten out your front leg and lean forward as much as you can in that kind of a half pike position. Ooh, yeah, I can really tell that's loosening me up. Luckily, I'm going to karate tonight, so I'll probably already be loose by the time I get there, hopefully. So once you've done that inverted or half pike position, then rotate forward in that deep lunge. Press your pelvis towards the floor so that you can feel it really deep in the hip flexor and hamstring. Then move to that lizard lunge, pushing your forward knee outside. Oh, really try to rotate the hip open. I know for me, this is really, really a difficult stretch. I know many females that can easily do this. So if you are a female and you have tips for us males that are just so tight, or you have tips for females that are tight, I know that your bodies can move a lot easier a lot of the time. And so if you have tips for us, that'd be awesome. Just leave them in the comments below. That would be great. Once we're done with that lizard stretch, whew, or the lizard lunge, oh, whew, I was feeling good. We move into the frog stretch. Frog stretch is one of my favorites. It really helps to open your pelvis area and open up your legs. And um, for me, that's helping my roundhouse kicks uh, get a lot higher and look a lot cleaner. But a frog stretch is I try to get on all fours and then I try to open my knees as far as I can. And the reason why it's called a frog stretch is if you can see my foot back there, it's kind of like a, like a frog would kick in the water. So I try to hold this frog stretch. I might bounce a little bit backwards. If you feel any stretching or pulling here and it hurts, stop immediately. This is one of the sections where I feel like I have very, uh, I have tight, tight ligaments, but also very limited ligaments. So I, it wouldn't take much, I think, to get injured right here. Then you would injure your groin area. And I feel like that would be a painful process to recover from. So I bounce a little bit, 
there is a different variation on this. If you want to put your feet together behind you and then sit back, then you can also feel that, that stretch on the inner uh, groin area. And sometimes this is where I like to do my meditation pose is my feet together, the frog position, sitting up tall, sometimes with my hands chambered, typically with my eyes closed, meditating on something that I'm focusing on, or sometimes I'm just in a ready position, which also feels really natural. So if I'm in a ready position and then in my half frog pose, sometimes I'll sit here for minutes and just think and let my mind be open and let my mind be free. That really feels good actually. Um, I love doing that. Sometimes I do that at the end of the uh, stretch. Sometimes I do it at the end of the day. Sometimes I do it in the first of the day. It just depends. But it is uh, one of my favorite poses. I'm sure you guys have seen it on my channel where I'm like posing in this uh, kind of halfway frog ready stance position and just trying to be and let my mind free. After we do the frog stretch though, we're going to head right into deep, deep sumo squat. So... The cool thing about deep sumo squat is I like to get my feet pretty far apart and then squat down. And then I try to put my elbows into my knees and push my butt down as far as possible and push my knees out as far as uh, possible. And I keep that tension together right there. I know there's a lot of people at the karate studio. They love this sumo squat position and they've really been able to get their butt down. As you can tell, I'm really tight in that area. So there is no way for me to get my butt down unless I'm going to fall backwards. <laughs> I love it. So that, do, that deep sumo squat is awesome. Okay, after we do deep sumo squat, I like standing crossed ankles bend over. So then I'm doing a traditional straight leg put my knees over each other. They're almost directly behind each other or uh, directly in line. And then I bend over so that I can feel another hamstring stretch. Plus this gets a little bit of the IT band, which if you're a um, anatomy guru, you can probably correct me on it, but it's like down the side of your leg, uh, maybe on this side, on both sides. And that IT band can get really, really tight especially for people that play uh, certain sports, an IT band can get extremely tight. So this can help alleviate some of that stress. So I'm back, cross feet, get my knees in front of each other, directly in line and bend over and try to touch my toes again. Yeah, I'm kind of getting winded, sorry. It's interesting to talk through this entire thing. <laughs> so once we're doing that, then we're gonna do the lying down quad pull. So I lie face down, I reach back and grab my ankle and I lay all the way down with my face down and pull my quad as much as possible. There are a lot of people that, that like to do a standing quad stretch. To me, this is an easy way to do it without cheating against the wall. Switch feet or switch legs, I guess. <laughs> I hope you guys can see this. This is going to be fun. So I'm laying face down for this quad pull. I'm pulling one of my legs up. I'm grabbing my foot or my ankle, depending on your flexibility. And I'm pulling so I can feel that stretch in my quad. Oh yeah, that's nice. All right, we're moving into some of the harder stretches, which is going to be really, really fun. I'm excited to show this on camera because I'll probably fall over. After we've done the lying face down quad pull, we move into the basic glute crossover. So it's more like a leg hug. This is one of my favorite ones to do, but I almost pop every single time. So you're crossing your leg over your other leg in front of you and then hugging your knee and pulling it towards you ever so slightly so you can feel your quad pull. Oh, 
is so good. Boy, this might turn into a meditation round or something. Just put it on the background and fall asleep with my voice inside your head. <laughs> Don't do that, actually. You might have weird dreams. Let's switch to the other side. Usually pop right here. Oh, you guys couldn't hear it, but it did. I usually pop my hip for whatever reason. So I do that leg over and hug my knee, feeling that basic glute stretch, which is really, really powerful. All right, we're gonna move into the cat cow. I know this one looks kind of crazy. So we arch our back. So we're on all fours, we arch our back, and then we, I don't know what you wanna call this, superimpose your stomach, I guess. Try to put your stomach on the floor. This position reminds me of like how a cat's gonna start hurling a hairball. Then we go back to the other uh, stretch, then we go back down. Uh, maybe this is the cow part here, and this one's the cat part. <laughs> anyway, um, it really kind of gets your spine mobile. I've felt lately that I've had more mobility through my spine doing this cat-cow. All right, next is the sphinx or cobra stretch. Obviously, that's for your abs. Maybe hold it for 10 or whatever. So to do a cobra or sphinx for everybody listening, you'd start face down and then go into a push-up position, leaving your legs touched to the ground and pushing up so that you can feel the stretch in your abs. Okay, and then we move backwards into a child's pose. So from the Sphinx pose, you just move mosey on backwards, pushing your legs back into a kneeling position almost where your hands are still on the ground and really pushing deep into the shoulder stretch for this child's pose, one of my favorites. I apologize, the microphone's right in my mouth, so. Hopefully that doesn't sound weird. Ooh, all right, after the child's pose, we move to a bridge. Now, if you can't do a normal bridge, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the easier bridge, which is laying on your back, bringing your feet as close to your butt as possible. Your hands are next to your butt, and then you're gonna push your pelvis up and make a bridge or try to touch your pelvis up to the sky. And this bridge is to help your low back, mid-back, butt, and hamstrings to get stronger. All right, now, if you're gonna do a, a, a bridge that is the, like, acrobatic bridge, then you're gonna try to lay on your back, bring your feet as close to your butt as possible, and then put your hands back behind your head, and then we'll see if I can even do this on camera. And then you're gonna try to raise your belly button to the sky and hold that one, two, Three, four, that's it. I can't do bridge very long. <laughs> um, but I always try to get, right now I'm a little more, a little tired, but um, I try to get 10 seconds out of that bridge. Uh, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. All right, now we go into supine twist, which is laying on your back, knees out to one side, and really try to open up that chest. If your back pops a bunch like mine does, hopefully it feels good. Supine twist, laying on your back, knees to one side, and open up your chest like you were twisting your spine in a stretch. Ah, oh, did you hear that? After supine twist is the twisted cross. So you're laying face down, arms out like Jesus, love the man, and then turn, press up, so that you can put a little stress onto your, onto your pec. Really stretch through. If you guys are listening, you're face down in a cross like Jesus. And then you're going to push up on one side so that you can stretch your pec. It also helps with shoulder mobility as well. I've gotten a lot more flexible in my shoulders as of recently. So that really helps out. 
<sighs> How are you guys feeling? We don't have very much left, so hopefully you're making it through. After the twisted cross, then we do a teardrop back bend. I'll probably try to stand out of the frame a little bit um, or in a place where you can see. I like shoulder width apart. And then I like to raise my hands up to the sky. You probably can't see that. And then I'm reaching as far back as possible in a, in a back bend. Oh. And I just try to do it for a few seconds, maybe doing it for as long as you can hold. All right, then I get into my, my sweet ready stance and then I do some neck stretches. You go down to the side. I really usually take a long time here on the neck because my neck is always sore. Right now, I'm not gonna bore you guys with that, but it is a traditional neck stretch for everybody listening. You can pull down on your head a little bit to, to get that stretch deeper. I find that I like to let my head hang on the, on the side for longer and just really let it feel like it, it starts to pull and relax and then it goes a little further. All right, basic wrist stretch. Put your hand out in front of you. Grab your fingertips and pull those back and then push your hand down on the other side for your wrist. So we're doing those pretty quick. Pull your fingers back in front of you. Pull your fingers down for a basic wrist stretch. Basic bicep stretch, I like to pull out. Rotate your hands upwards so you're looking like you're on a cross again. Point your palms to the sky and really push open your chest and you'll feel your biceps start to stretch. It is still a good pec stretch as well, but you'll feel it in your biceps with your palms up to the sky or rotated backwards as far as possible. Ooh, yeah. All right, a few arm circles, get your shoulders going. I like a little wrist circle. Get, get those juiced and flowing. Arm across the chest. Hopefully I don't mess up the mic. Arm across the chest. Super easy for everybody listening. You're in your ready position. You're sticking one arm out in front of you and pulling that arm towards you as you cross that arm across your chest. Tricep pull, reach one hand all the way to the sky, put your hand behind your neck, reach up with your other arm, come grab that elbow and pull towards your head. Same thing on the other side. All right, up last, uh, we like to call it the Carson stretch at the karate studio. He's the only one that asks for it, but it is a figure four stretch. So you're laying down on your back, your feet are towards your butt again, just to get into the stretch. Place one leg over the top, so you have one foot on your quad. And then if you're flexible enough, you can reach up and grab hold of your knee and put one arm through your leg like a figure four and grab onto the front of that knee, let your head hang back and pull that knee towards your chest. If you're not flexible, move your hands to the back of your hamstring and then I like to let my foot kind of go up and down in this stretch to feel different parts of my body stretching. But as of recently, I've gotten uh, flexible enough to grab the front of my knee or my shin. Pull, switch to the other side. You're laying on your back, feet to your butt, your other leg over the top of your knee or over your quad. Bring your leg up, reach through, grab that hamstring if you can't grab um, your knee or grab the front of your knee and lay back in. Ooh, that side's really tight. That's it, we made it. As you guys are stretching with me, I love uh, hanging out, I love teaching. This is something I started January 1st. I've hit it like crazy. I have um, made it so that I've touched my toes. I've never been able to do that in the past, and it, this is a really great way to become more flexible and learn about your body more 
as, as you learn and grow. So I really love it. This process really helped me. I want to say thanks to everybody. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll see you next time and we love you. Later.